Young Irish Photographer shows how it's done on social media. Today I'm very excited to talk to Mark Duffy. He's a young Irish photographer who's mastered social media and built up a large community there. Last year he self-published a book of Irish photography. Mark has got a great personality. He's really made for social media. He's built up a big community and creates lots of engaging content. I think you're going to enjoy our chat. Enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to the Self Maker Show. This is your host, Connor Lynch. Hi, Mark. How are you today? Not bad. Are you well? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Great to chat to you. Yes. So, Mark, um, it's been I've been following you now for for a while, particularly on uh, about on social media and Instagram, and really uh, drawn into your your content and your your stories and your personality and uh, the high energy. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and your background and what all, what's, what all led to this? Yeah, well, um, yeah, the Instagram thing, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one. Um, so uh, my story is kind of like a, it's like a long story of like tries and fails. Uh, like I'm, I'm a drummer 20 years and studied music in college. And then, you know, the recession hit in 2008, there's no work, you know, especially in that kind of, in that area anyway. Uh, so taught myself graphic design, worked at that for nearly 10 years and just kind of fell out of love with it and just completely got hooked on the idea of doing photos. And it started off as trying to showcase the local area, Dundalk and County Loud. It has a bad reputation. And I was just like, there's a lot of stuff to be shown here. So that's what really got into it. And in the last two years now, I've um, just commercial photography's caught my eye, um, and actually go and working up to going and actually working for myself as a photographer, uh, which at the start of the year is what I, is what I eventually did. Like so, um, yeah, it's just it's it's just a, it's been a, it's kind of been a, like a roller coaster of just uh, trying to make a name for myself, failing at it, trying something else kind of getting there and then the, then the photography just absolutely just took off and the whole Instagram thing as well like so that's brilliant so obviously there's layers of, of skills that are building up so through the decade of design you must have like learned a hell of a lot do you want to tell us a bit about that um that that career and who you might have worked for and what type of design work you might have been doing yeah so um initially it started up you know when you're when you're playing in the band and you're trying to like in the original scene like you know you need posters done so that was how it really originated from just organically from that someone in the band needed to do the posters so i ended up doing it yeah. and i i just i i just found that photoshop wasn't too different to audio software on how they work they're all kind of similar if you get around them and when the recession hit i had a lot of time on my hands youtube was there and i just started going through youtube and learning off it and i eventually got a got a job in Boyle Sports um, their headquarters is just here in Dundalk where I'm based and when I when I went for the interview I was going as a, just a just a um, you know on you know on the, on the phone lines you know doing the phone about just that's what I was supposed that's what I was being interviewed for and then they'd seen in my CV that I did a six-month course with FOSS in web design there was only a brief introduction type thing and they were like oh no actually you would suit this department and it wasn't the design department it was the screens department so when you go into a shop and you see the array of tv screens that was the department i was brought in with and i was end up 
design straight off the bat. As soon as we're in, they were like, okay, we're going to have you set here and we're going to get you to do designs. And I was there for about two years. And then I got actually offered a job as a full-time graphic designer in the design department, having totally taught myself, like every night, just as soon as you finish work, you're at home learning something else. Um, Web 2.0 was the big was the big style back then and skeuomorphism and all. So if, for anyone who doesn't know what skeuomorphism was, if you remember the original iPhone, and the calendar app and how the calendar app looked like real leather and had, you know, if it was um, the notes app, it looked like real paper, that whole ridiculous idea. And it just, I, I remember having to do designs during that time and just the nitpicking that yourself, the head of design, the marketing crowd would be doing over, is the gradient subtle enough or, you know, the, the, just so it was just so ridiculous just to try and make something look real like why it, it, it gave no extra experience to the user so it was just, yeah. you know when they came with the flat design that was a that was a welcome from everyone um but yeah no i, I worked i worked my way up to lead designer with, with boy sports um some of the more notable designs that i would have done would be um the leading up to the mcgregor mayweather fight i did the I did all the imagery for the promotion for that and included a, a, a massive banner that was, they actually used two banners down on Wicklow Street. So there's this one yeah. building that's on the corner. So it had a big long letterbox style and then, it, then a more a square one on the other side. Um, so that was probably my more noticeable uh, contribution to the, to the designs that I was doing. Like, But uh, at that stage, it, I was already heavy in the photography. I probably had... Um, I think I was coming close to having 20,000 followers on Instagram at the time. So I was heavily involved with the with landscape photography and all. Um, so my editing skills mm. were, were coming to their peak. Uh, so the design, so at that stage with the, with Boy Sports, they would have me do the designs and then the other designers would amend them to suit for print and for affiliate marketing and all that there. So my job was really just design the initial and then, the other, the other lads in the team would then amend it to, to make yeah. it suit for everything else. Like. Yeah, great. So then you started um, doing more and more photography. Just tell me a bit about that transition from job to, you know, from employment to self-employment. Yeah. So the, the thought process, etc. Yeah, what, well, what got me into photography was uh, I did a time-lapse video with a GoPro of Dundalk and it hit 25,000 views within a day or two when I, when I launched it on YouTube. And then I just get, I get, get, just kept getting photographers saying, stop wasting your time with these GoPros, get a DSLR, you need to get yourself a camera, you need to, yeah. you would be really great at this. And with your design background, it's gonna be, it'll, it'll fly. So, and landscape photography is, it does, it does a lot of editing in, uh, involved in it, just to yeah. control the lighting, not to make it fake or anything. So, yeah. I got absolutely obsessed with it. I'd finished my work uh, as quick as I could on sports and look up YouTube tutorials while I was at work, looking up, you know, photography. So, um, but I had no intentions. I had no intentions at all of going full-time with photography. That was just, it was a obsessive hobby that I had. Um, I have one of these um, uh, personalities where it's just, I won't put my name to something unless it meets my standard. And that was the same in, in drumming. You know, we're yeah. being a musician, you either know a song or you don't know the song. So you don't tell anyone you know the song until it's perfect. So that translated into my design work and, and, is, and is flowed right through into my photography as well. So I was known in boys sports, you know, don't approach them 
until he's finished his his his, uh, his work. Even the the owner boys for uh, John Boyle, he would come past my computer and you know he, he might he might make a comment a little bit too early in the design, and it's just like oh no, just just give it its chance. Give me give me give me another two hours, and I'll have it I'll have it ready for you to see. Yeah. Um, so you know uh, that whole approach. Even though I was an amateur and I was doing just landscape photography for fun, I was I still had the professional mindset and it wasn't until I actually got the idea when I left Boys Sports and went to another company and I was doing um, brochures for them I was just like what I'm designing here is basically a photographer's portfolio that's what it looks like and it gave me the idea maybe I should do a book and initially it was just going to be a portfolio book just showcasing my my work and then I had the idea of actually no let's let's take it further so I did the Dundalk time lapse now we should do. Now we should show all of Louth. There's more heritage here than any other county except Dublin, which is the most uh, number of heritage sites per capita. Yet we have no tourism, and I was just like, oh, I wanna, I wanna at least, you yeah. know, have my oar in the boat and help and help steer that. So yeah, I, I got the idea in July, and by October I had the designs and the photos finished and sent to the publishers, released the book, and then from that started getting calls for for work, headshots. Yeah. Uh, Fulch Ireland actually sent me around the south of the country about six months later um, to do photos for them on behalf of Ireland's Ancient East and it was only from then that I was just like the jobs I'm getting in are really easy to complete um, and I'm just you know people are coming to me and I was just like well maybe this is a good avenue to yeah. to look into and actually you know because I was starting to get a little bit um, disheartened with graphic design I find it very it was very hard to get a brief and get it actually to a point where the um, to where the client was happy. Uh, there was just too many, too many. I don't, I'm trying, I'm trying to be nice, but it's just nobody was taking care to what the brief was initially, and it was just changing and morphing around. Where if someone says to you, "Go get a photo," can you get a photo to me of, of of an elephant? You take a photo of an elephant, you give it to them. They're like, "Wow, that's a photo of an elephant." In design, it's not. It's it's really not at all. It, it it'll change and morph into something completely different, and unrelated to what it originally started as. And that just had me frustrated so badly. And I just had so much fun. I've I've like since I've gone out on my own photography, I feel I haven't worked a day since. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have full days. You know, I might have I might have full days. Um, I was like photographing a, a DKT, the Dundalk Institute of Technology. Yes, I was doing all the internal photos. Uh, for them full six hours but didn't feel like it didn't feel like a chore didn't feel like work at all like you know um last night was the first night that i actually took an evening off usually i would come home and then start working either on my own stuff or do more stuff ahead of the time like you know the um that's the only thing you have to kind of when your job is to supply other people's marketing to then market yourself you then have to find time outside of that to get your own marketing done um so it, it ends up being some days i could be working i could be working i don't even want to think about it maybe 14 hours <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know still not it's still fun you know i'm playing on a computer with photos <laughs> so yeah it can't be it can't be too bad so that's your your passion so yeah. the obviously then you've got a uh, perfectionism and uh is a big part of your personal brand and the way you work Um so you've built um, build up a good, a great reputation around the the design trade, and then into photography. So the book was a was obviously a bit of a game changer for you as well, to try and get your name out there. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you made it happen and how you got it out there? Because you just printing it is one stage one, but then what happened? 
Oh, yeah, so many, so many rows with so many rows with the publishers. It's like again, meeting my standards. If it didn't, oh, <laughs> those yeah. rows. Uh, quality was a was a problem in the beginning. Um, the book has a matte finish to it. I don't even. I, I don't even have a copy here sitting beside me. <laughs> sold out, sold out. <laughs> no, they're in the sitting room. <laughs> it was sold out. It was great. They got me sitting room back. <laughs> 400 copies in huge boxes. But um, no, it, like, it, just, it was actually simple in the beginning because I told nobody. I, I was too afraid of giving the idea to someone who had more money than me to get it done quicker than me. Um, so there was a fear that photographers who had been, been here longer than me, who had more money than me, could see that as a good idea no one had, no one else had done it before and um even for when i was actually looking about the book i didn't go about just photographing you know product dolman you know four thousand year old dolman like you know what i mean or you know like castle rooms at a you know roach castle or Cullen's castle i approached actual living castles you know hotel castles like those um castle bellingham they were up for it uh ballymascanlan house hotel and in this castle then in grange value just outside Drogheda, um there's, a, there's one called uh, Barmead Castle. It's in the family 300 years. They live in it. It's their house. But it's huge. It's massive. So to get that in the book. So I, even when I was trying to prepare the book, I wanted to make sure that if someone else tried this at a later stage, that they had a very high bar yeah. to try and surpass what I had done. Um, and I just thought it could be a good talking point as well. Like, you know, not just showing, oh, yeah, it's just loud. It's full of, like, you know, main roads and ruins. It's just like, no, it has it has a lot more than that and um but initially getting it getting it out there was uh you know like you have to go back to how instagram was two years ago to you know if you compare it to now it'd be a lot more difficult i think um but when i when i launched it on facebook it, it just there was a delay in the prints coming there was a delay in, in the books actually arriving to my door and it was coming to the end of november and i'm like I have like a month before Christmas and people are going to have their Christmas presents. So I was just like, I'll chance my arm and I'll do a pre-sale. I'll do yeah. a pre-sale launch. Yeah. And I sold, I because I didn't have much, I didn't have much capital in on it as well. So yeah. I only ordered 200 books um, and I sold the 200 in the pre-sale. So before they even arrived, I had another 200 orders and then, and then I just had them rolling. Yeah. So by the time Christmas came, I had, I think, I, I think I ended up selling about 500 copies in oh, that short time period uh, but then since then you know it's just it's it has slowed down loads and loads and loads you know, there's yeah. just different seasons to it i found that you know the following year when i go to craft fairs and stuff people are like oh is that the same book okay <laughs> you know so <laughs> you kind of you kind of get that you know they're, they're looking for something new every year um but yeah no in, initially i found it i found it i found it pretty easy uh, to um to market it and, yeah. and get it out there and then I just went, you know, I went to a couple of bookshops. There's not many around here, um, unfortunately. So um, I just went to as many as I could find that would be up for selling it. And uh, yeah, like uh, Row River in the Dock, they they were um, they had sold a whole load of copies as well. So, but um, yeah, it wasn't really I, like I. I'll be honest. Even when it comes to getting photography, uh, uh, what would you call it? Um, bookings you know getting booked by clients and stuff like that i actually don't really do much um approaching of cl two clients yeah. uh, a lot of them come to me at the minute yeah. like and it sounds really really arrogant to say out loud but it's the truth it's the truth i haven't actually had to do a single email to email a company yeah, go, hey yeah. look, look, look at what i do and what i can provide for you they actually just come to me That's and um, i do a live q a every tuesday on my uh, on my instagram i call it duffers tuesday tips and um it's a question that comes up to me so often and I get emails from people kind of going, 
I know you don't want to say it live, but can you tell me in emails? And I'm like, oh, no, my answer is the same. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't actually got like, uh, I, you know, but that's the, but that's the thing that also was back to my point. Yeah, the yeah. fact that even as an amateur, I was treating myself as a professional. And once you keep that high standard, then, you yeah. know, it, it translates because like social media is where everyone's marketing is using for yeah. marketing, you know, print ads and stuff. They're, they're not as, viable i call it i wouldn't say they're not as important they are extremely important still but it's not uh, it's not the center of what of what your marketing yeah. campaigns are going to be your marketing campaigns are going to be facebook and instagram and maybe a little bit of tiktok but uh mainly facebook instagram and twitter yeah. youtube if you can get there um so if you have a really if you have a really good foothold in platforms like that then you know what i mean you can just you can just you can just sit back kind of like i have for the minute i'm lucky i'm lucky even even with this with this covid pandemic i'm lucky like so far yeah you've got you know it's been great for year one to you know to to get through it and to be you know uh, coming out the other side in a stronger position is 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 brilliant so it's it's very encouraging it's very encouraging how do you business plan for covid um yeah january i thought january was a good time to go yeah. full-time i was just like you know i I'd said to the i was working part-time for a whiskey auctions company doing photos and graphic design and when i joined them they knew that i was wanting to go out on my own so i was then with them four days a week and then i, I moved it down to two days a week and two months later covid hit and uh my heart sunk for the first two months i was just like i don't know what, i don't know what to do so what i did was actually i, I decided to not sit in my hands I, I thankfully don't own an Xbox or a PlayStation. Uh, Instagram became my hmm. my online game, and as I would call it, I played the social media game. So I decided just to go and just challenge myself to to better my photos and my skills at product photography, and just do some wild ideas. And just if anything at all, I'm going to come out of COVID going, you know what, my skills are improved instead yes. of kind of going, okay, COVID's finished, and I don't really know what to do now. Um, yeah, yeah. what do I do it's a, it's a race it's a race to get going again yeah. and I didn't improve anything at all I just uh, I, 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 I kind of sat and sucked in the corner I didn't do that at all I just I took that as an opportunity to take two steps ahead of everyone else um, I don't know if I fully did that but at least at least people sounds were impressed like with what I had done like so yeah no, it sounds like you, you, know, you, you really used the time time very well so obviously the whole area is uh, of, that you work in now and have done is, is all about tools and skills and practicing so um how do you get the motivation to keep trying to learn the next tool and the next uh you know next feature of the various software programs and what ones, ones do you use most so i i uh the um it's also it's also a common question i get too for editing suites and stuff so i always stick strict to the adobe suites because it is the industry standard so if it was a case that the photography, the freelance photography wasn't going my way and I wanted to go back, say, into graphic design. Um, it is it is a vital that I stick with that. As well as I even work with my clients and stuff, you know, and I can accommodate with, if some, some clients come to me, they don't have a designer. So I'll actually do the designs for them. So, you know, still having a foothold within Illustrator and Photoshop, Premiere Pro and After Effects and all, it, it's, it's, it's still, it's not vital, but it's still, it's still a good idea to have, you know, pretty good handling on all of that um but yeah it's just i have this ambition of just being like regarded as one of the best so i'm always looking to improve so um that's how i keep myself motivated is just i watched the michael jordan 
um, documentary and I could relate so much to him. Yeah. Um, just his drive and yeah. finding ways to convince himself that he needs to drive on further. Maybe not having, you know, I wouldn't have the, you know, the, the whole thing where I'm actually trying to attack yeah. another photographer. That wouldn't be the way I would be going. But I'd see what they're doing and I'm like, right, okay, hold on. They're out there doing something phenomenal. I need, I need to, I need to reverse engineer this, find out how they did it, yeah. and then do something, do something in my own, in my own words, and you know, my own view, and see where this can, see where this yeah. can take me. Um, if I'm not scrolling through Instagram, I'm scrolling through Pinterest and seeing yeah. what's what's been done there as well. Like so. So it sounds uh, uh, the the Duffer's tips as well, the Tuesday tips. So that's like obviously sharing those skills and knowledge. It seems like there's a great appetite for it. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the about the no, kind of numbers that appear to those sessions and the kind of following at the moment, just to please. It's a bit, it's a bit topsy turvy at the minute. I, I don't know if Instagram knows if it's coming or going at the minute. It keeps changing so often. Like so, um, initially what it was to do was uh, I saw a decline in my stories just because there's an awful lot of uh, bloggers and stuff constantly uploading stories and stuff, and the emphasis on photographers has kind of dwindled a little bit. So. There was two things i was trying to save my stories and i was also trying to address the fact that i was getting the same questions emailed to me every single day and i was spending a lot of time um uh, like, like I'm, I'm sitting here drinking hot, hot water and honey because i'm always sending voice notes now so my, my throat yeah, yeah, yeah. in the for the last since the whole lot of covid i've had awful problems with me with my throat just like i get hoarse because i'm constantly talking <laughs> but that's what the duffers choose the tip was it was to streamline all that bring it all into just one house and I was doing it as stories as well initially for the first year. I did it all as stories. So I would put up a question box, people would send in the questions, and then I'd do a funny video reply. I, I noticed a lot of people when they do question boxes, they'd set up they'd put up a picture and they would type in their, their replies. And I'm like, it's not engaging. That's not, you know, yeah. uh, I, I can bring something different to that. I can have to crack with it. You know, I take my photography extremely seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. And I think that's one thing that, well, I, that's one thing I can say about my Instagram is that, that people are relating to because I get the feedback from them about that. Yeah. But what I've done now is actually in the last three weeks is I've now changed it to live because Instagram has changed the live. So where I was getting between 2,000 and 3,000 people watching my stories. Now you would get that initially, but then that would dwindle. And by the time you're, because there was one night I had 50 questions answered. So I had 50 stories. You're not going to get 2,000 yeah, people yeah. watch all 50. It will drastically drop. Because yeah. they, they, as well as that, the platform doesn't actually show it to people. You, they see your page kind of as being a bit of a spam. So you have to be careful with that as well. So I felt in the last three months, they were really kind of hindering um my performance on stories and then from talking to clients as well they were coming in with the same issue as well any more than five stories and, and they're falling apart like so i decided to try out um a live video i watched a live video of, of a photographer in, in america and there was these q a boxes coming up and he was able to actually display them on the screen this was a new feature and i thought this this is this is the way this is the way forward and i much prefer it i've done and the great thing about it is i can save the live down onto me IGTV and I save it as a series so it's you, know, you, you and I and I list it so I've episode one episode two episode three so people can actually go and watch them they're an hour and a half each and um they can watch it so it means then that people say to me because I used to get it on him oh I missed yeah. the first two of the tips you know or can you tell me what you said uh, about equipment like you know what I mean yeah. uh, like 
I missed, what camera do you use? What, what's your favorite wide angle lens? Stuff like that there. And it's just, now I can just go, oh, here, here's the link. There's the link. Yeah, it's yeah. on my IGTV. That was episode two. Go have a look. And if I can remember when I was answered, I might be able to say, oh, well, you know, maybe skip 45 minutes into it. Yeah. <laughs> I would just try to tell them, just, 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 just watch it all. Just, yeah. just watch it all. I have a beautiful voice. You want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So would, would you ever imagine then just be doing like hour long, hour, uh, like web TV shows? Like, you know, no. No, never, never. It, this all came just, this comes organically. Just uh, there's no thinking behind it. There's no over planning to it. Even though I know you might say, well, hold on, you did a full, you animated yourself into a cartoon and you have a full intro title suite to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll send you to the five, you can just put it there. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good, Duffer. So, um, and, and, and the way that you work, any other kind of interesting ways, um, the typical day for you, the way that you get through the work and you compartmentalize uh, uh, shoots or uh, editing or, you know, what else do you get up to during the day to day? I have no structure. I have absolutely <laughs> no structure at all. Um, it's just, uh, I, I, keep, I don't even write anything down. I keep everything in my head. Uh, which is such a bad practice, but like, <laughs> it's just the way. Even, even when I was a, a designer, I, I would see designers working with me and they'd have notebooks and they'd have everything written down and I just was never, ever like that. Um, if you saw me writing, it was usually doodling. <laughs> I wouldn't be actually, I wouldn't be writing a thing. Um, so no, like I have like I have a full day of editing to get done today. Um, so it's just uh, priorities. I just, I just know what's, what's needed. Um, so I have one client and she needs photos um she needs them today actually both clients need them today so i just told one look you can, you can get that one by close of business and the other, the yeah. other one will be just it'll be earlier in the day like so um yeah i don't really put any kind of structure to it um but the great thing with the, with some of the shoots is like you know i might get like a shoot on a monday but i might not get another one for later in the week so then yeah. i have time during the week to really what i do like to do as well is when i finish editing the photos like these ones are fine. There's not much actual edited want, uh, wanted in them, so that's fine. Uh, but if it was, I did, I did one, uh, I did some edits last week, and I actually said to the client, "Look, I have the edits finished. I'm just going to give them a day, and I'm going to look at them with fresh eyes and just make sure that they are right for you." So sometimes, you know, it, when it comes to that, that that's one thing I will have to uh, compartmentalize with myself is that I need to check over. Wait, hold on, I did edits yesterday, but I need to check these first before yes. I start anything else. But um, that's the great thing with, with, with Lightroom is uh, the, the program I use for editing and uh, the way it catalogs the photos, I can actually just see, you know, because they're all, they're all taken in sequence. So I just, I just walk off that. So it's all, there's the section of photos of yesterday's shoot and these are the photos from this morning's yeah. shoot. So I just, I just work my way through them. So I, it's probably the reason why I don't actually need to structure it is because maybe the program has it, you know, yeah. when I upload the photos, I, I can see it straight out what needs to be done. Very good. Is there um, any kind of uh, advice for you up and coming uh, designers, creatives, photographers that, um, you know, that, that you might, any tips you'd have for them after having gone through it yourself? Yeah. Um, the first thing I'd say is don't get in the habit of making excuses. Too many people, especially in photography, come at the attitude of I'm only an amateur. It's only my first time. And they've been met with, you know, if I was on a WhatsApp group before with a couple of lads and they got met harshly with me because um, I grew up with like, I have an uncle who's a wedding videographer, I have another uncle who's a voiceover artist and they're really strict. Even like one of them could play drums and 
and the constructive criticism they would give to me on drumming, even when I was a kid, was seen as pretty harsh. But it was tough love. My dad's the same as well, so I was I was brought up that way. So when I hear people making excuses, it drives me insane because with this here, like with with drumming, it's a physical it's a physical thing. You know, there's only there's, there's limits to what you can play physically just there's, there's things i've never been able to play heavy metal music fast on the feet i've never been able to do that but with photography you can take your time you know you can yeah. edit you can re-edit you can relearn you can go back you can revisit so when someone puts up a photo and says it's only my first time i'm like maybe wait till it's your 10th time and then post that one idea and make sure it's perfect so yeah. well the the competition out there is and especially in design there's a huge huge um, competition and as well as that companies don't they they don't care they don't they just what they want results they don't want issues and stuff so they don't want to hear the excuses too so if you are getting into this take yourself take your work extremely seriously you don't have to take yourself seriously but take your work yeah. extremely seriously yeah. reputation is the strongest currency and that's yeah. i always work with that uh, i want my name higher than what people see me you know what i mean i'm i'm, I'm sat here in an interview in, in, in a in a hoodie like you know what i mean it's not like <laughs> you know i wouldn't be one for wearing suits but my work i think wears its suit that's yeah. where i that's where i wear my suit that's yeah. that's how i and when you look at if you go into any big company as well you will see that uh common enough as well with designers they're usually pretty relaxed looking but their work is serious that's you know it's yeah. the kind of batman bruce wayne syndrome you know what i mean mm. he's not actually dressed as batman batman is dressed as bruce wayne if you want to think of it like that you know it's a bit of a weird analogy but um so if if new designers are coming with that just you know really and truly take your time don't get too excited to post photos or post stuff if it's not right because it, yeah. this is representing you this is your this is your potential brand so yeah if you want to be seen i don't want to sound harsh again but if, if you want to be seen as a half hour put up half, half hour stuff if you want to be taken seriously, take your work extremely seriously and try and be better than what try and be better than the next person. Look yeah. at your contemporaries, see what, what they're doing well, and then take it from there. Very, very good advice. Um, is there any people that would that would inspire you um, that would have inspired you through your career or people that you've that you might learn from or watch videos on? Uh, people, you know, whether it's, yeah. whether it's whether it's the skills or maybe on business or photography or your career. Um, I'd say one of the one of the one of the biggest I'd say inspirations to me was uh, head of design I had in Voice Sports Lee Hollingworth, um, just oh, talented talented man. He's a former British um, British Marine, and then he went into design, which I thought was, was which was just a contrast of careers. But um, the stuff he used to actually have a look at our our Photoshop files to make sure that we were actually not just doing a good job, but doing it the right way as well, you know, non-destructive editing and stuff like that there. And even he watches my YouTube videos now. And he was one of the reasons I kept, I was really strict on how the boot looked because I didn't want to be sending him a, a yeah, boot yeah. design and him kind of going, did he design it this way or did he not just check quality? Because I knew he'd see it. He'd, he'd notice yeah. it like that. He's he's yeah. an eagle eye for that kind of thing. So he was, he would be, with, with the design thing, he was a, 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 he would be, he was a big inspiration. And then, Photographers like Nick Page and Elia Licardi, Peter Hurley, and then Carl Taylor, and they're top of the field. They are really are top of the field. Nick Page, Elia Licardi for landscape photography, Peter Hurley for headshots, and Carl Taylor is just, from in my eyes, he's absolutely untouchable when it comes to product photography. Yeah. Um, okay. And none of them, none of them actually fall 
a victim to trends. So there's yeah. too many people fall victim to the trend, especially um, if anyone does does know my, my Instagram page, you'll know the, the common joke of my friends sending in questions and Dr. Schuster tips with teal and orange, that I'm not a fan of it because it's, it's a trendy way of color grading. Uh, the, for anyone who's not knowing what I'm talking about, if you look at the way the film Joker with Viking Phoenix is uh, how that's color graded, all the colors. Uh, his skin tone is quite like kind of like nearly orange and all the shadows are quite green. Same way as like, you know, back in the early 2000s, yeah. everyone wanted to look like the Matrix, so they made everything look green. Nowadays, they've gone this teal and orange and it's just, you, I, I try not to fall victim to trends because trends die. Uh, the Schindler's List, you know, the, the girl in the red dress, the selective color. 15 years ago, that was what every wedding yeah. photographer was doing. You know, the black and white, photo with the with the red roses in the in the foreground nobody does that anymore because it was done to that so <laughs> i try to surround myself in guys who can produce that kind of work but yeah. then can actually see past that and uh, actually go back to the question as well for the designers and anyone looking to work as a as a photographer as well for that kind of for this industry as well when you're working for someone else's brand you need to be a chameleon so when you do work for someone, they shouldn't be able. When I did the, it was one comment came that, that commonly came to me when I posted up the fact that I had shot for the Republic of Ireland recently for their new Jersey squads. Um, the uh, a, couple, a common email came to me was just like, I didn't know that you did that, and I was just like, that's the whole point. I'm not photographing for me. I'm photographing for them, for their brand, for their look. I should be a comedian. I should suit that. I, yeah. You shouldn't see that's a Mark Duffy photo. I should tell you that's a Mark Duffy photo. And then that yeah. adds to my branding that I will suit everything. So if you're one of these ones that, that loves the trends, you're only going to pigeonhole yourself to companies that fall in line with that trend. Yeah. If you need to do something else, then that's where you fall short. So that's why I would say to people, don't fall victim to trends. It's a yeah. good idea to know how to use them because you will come across briefs that need it, but not every brief needs it. Yeah, that's great. Great, great advice. Um, just kind of to wrap up, what are kind of future future plans for yourself? And is it a maybe would you see yourself growing the team at some stage, or are you going to plow the loan furrow for 20, 2021? Or what's the what are the plans? I'd love to have my own studio. That's one thing I'd love to have. Um, I had priced them. I started like you know I went out my own and started January and straight away I was looking at uh, pricing rents and stuff. But the ideas I have, I would need a big space. Uh, I'd love to have, you know, um, a big enough commercial commercial space to suit nearly everything. But as well as that, be able to host um, workshops, editing workshops, bring groups of photographers in to teach them how to actually photograph, teach them how to edit. And then as I'll continue to sell my photography prints, because I do sell fine art prints with my landscape photography. Yeah. So nearly have a shop front. Um, but when I was, you know, that's it's one of them wild ideas. So maybe that might, that might be down the line. Uh, and then with that comes, you know, you would need at that stage, the kind of jobs you'd be bringing in, you would need assistance and stuff working with you too. Um, but I, I, yeah, I would love to have that it was a, that it's an all in one, yeah. you know, studio, academy, you know, and, you know, and, and retail shop as well, all in one, like, you know, so uh, big, it's a big, it's a big vision, but I do have a big ambition. Yeah. for my work as well like i want to i, I kind of more focus on my work more so than myself so it's yeah. my work that i want that i want to push forward like and and, and doing that as well like the thing is I, like i thought ever i learned everything i know off youtube yeah so i give i try to give back as much as i can so yeah. if i can teach as much as you know because it was difficult in the beginning 
to know what you need to know, you know, to find the name of a particular technique that you, you keep seeing everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so if I can be, if I, if I can help as, as much as I can, I will as well. Like, yeah. Well, I think it's been, I think it's brilliant. I really love the fact that you're giving back the, the, the big visions, the, um, the, the amazing attention to detail and professionalism and the, you know, the, the personal branding, which would kind of uh, really impress me and get yourself out there, which is why I wanted to have a chat to you. So I've kind of really, really enjoyed getting to know you better, Mark. And um, is there anything else you'd like to kind of finish up with? Any kind of final thoughts? No, no, I'm, I'm, I think I've said think it I've, all. I think I've said it all. I'm, I'm afraid of actually repeating myself at this stage. It's notorious yeah. for that too. <laughs> so yeah. I don't structure my work and I don't structure my conversations. I just, whatever comes out is just, you know, you can't, you can't take it back. <laughs> no, I think it's been great. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's been, um, it's, I wish you lots and lots of luck in the future. I hope you achieve um, your ambitions and we'll keep in touch and uh, watch how you're getting on. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If this is your first time to join us, you are most welcome. And please subscribe for future episodes. This show is shared with you to help you succeed. So please share with others to help them succeed too. At Selfmakers, we believe you can all be your own business. We're here to help self-employed people across the globe accelerate their careers and achieve self-made success. Please visit selfmakers.com and follow Selfmakers on social media. Bye for now. Thank you.